Warning, the Our Voice podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for listeners of all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to United Not Silence, the Our Voice podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, Adrian's probably joining us a little bit later. She is uh, finishing up some stuff for work, but I think she should be, she should be with us shortly. Um, so I have a couple stories this week I want to get into. Uh couple things first what uh i want to do you know like i've been we've been doing this our voice recommend segment uh every week uh so this week i watched uh cnn of all of all things uh and they had you didn't (laughs) no i know it's torturous um but no you know they actually some of their original content is pretty decent i will say but it's usually stuff that's not produced by the network it's like you know produced for the network um so like w kamal bell has a really good show on there uh called united shades of america where he goes around and kind of just like he's a black dude and like in the first episode of the first season he went and like talked with people in the kkk and like went to i loved that yeah i mean it was great he went to a cross burning and stuff like that um but the show i was watching this week actually uh have you seen the documentary series they do on each decade the 70s 60s 70s and 80s now they're doing the 90s yeah i think i've only seen a few of the the 90s ones i've seen more of the 80s ones and 70s yeah they well so the the 90s one that aired this week was really interesting because it was the clintons um (laughs) and like that whole i mean because clinton was you know the president of the 90s got elected in 92 he served until 2000 or you know early 2001 i guess um so it was a lot about that and the scandal and you know, it obviously had a little bit of a pro-Clinton tilt, uh, you know. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, the Clintons, <laughs> have some, Clintons have some friends within CNN. I'm not sure if, you, <laughs> I'm sure if you're familiar with that I or not. But, <laughs> but no, it, but they did uh, admit or maybe cherish the fact and relish in the fact that they um, that the Clintons uh, brought on people to craft this, this policy of triangulation and, you know, which is code for becoming Republicans, where they basically moved to the right on economic issues. And um, it, it was just a real interesting dissection of that, because there's a lot of stuff I didn't know uh, that, you know, that I, that I found out watching that in terms of just the minutiae of his presidency. Because, I mean, you know, you, you think about, and I, I was pretty young when, you know, Clinton was president, but uh, what I know about him now from reading about all the stuff he passed and like the long-term, you know, ramifications of things like NAFTA, crime bill, the crime yeah. bill, 
you know, deregulating the fucking telecoms industry, which gave us six media companies, you know, as opposed to the 50 that we used to have, which is why you get your news now from, you know, the CIA or General Electric or Boeing or whoever owns (laughs) owns one of the six media companies. Um, Speaking of which, the Our Voice podcast is now sponsored by. (laughs) (laughs) Our our Voice podcast now brought to you by Raytheon. Um, Yeah, no. (laughs) No, you know what? I will say, I actually was thinking about this today. Uh, if any anyone listening, and there's a total long shot, works for Halo Top Creamery, it's this, like, fucking awesome ice cream, uh, I will shill for <laughs> I your shit now. I will totally shill for your shit, because I love Halo Top. This is a total free plug. It's, it's, have you ever had it? No, I've never heard of it. It's 280 calories a pint. It's fucking nuts, wow. and, and but it tastes like really good. It, and it's like they have a bunch of different flavors, like the cherry ones, like super good. Um, Is this a regional thing, or uh, you know, they used to be fairly small, but I see them now like at the local stop and shop. I I I think they're like nationwide, slowly fanning out. I mean, I know you're okay. a little remote in Wisconsin, but they yeah, might... there's so many dairies here. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, that's true. Them, you're but... like the dairy capital of the world. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, dude, check it out. It's really good. Um, so yeah, if you guys, anyone that works there listens to this, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you guys free. I'll, I'll give you free plugs. Just send me some fucking Halo Top. I don't I don't give a shit. It's expensive. It's like seven bucks a pint or something. <laughs> I'll plug free for Starbucks. I just need a few of those gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, that that was interesting. Um, so, uh, we're actually joined by Adrian now. Uh, so, uh, we, we were just doing the, the recommends, uh, segment and I, I shilled for some ice cream, but, uh, what, uh, <laughs> what kind of ice cream did you shill for? Uh, do you ever hear of Halo Top ice cream? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that advertisement. It's super good. And it's like 280 calories a pint. So it's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> but... I've been eating uh, Van Leeuwen coffee. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm obsessed with coffee right now. Like coffee ice cream. Wait, so are you vegan or vegetarian? Um, in I'm in between. Um, okay. I mostly don't. I don't really eat dairy. You know, mostly yeah. don't eat dairy. Um, honey, I do eat. Silk, I wear. You know, like these things you don't do if you're vegan. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't call myself one. All those mostly... purity tests, vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah i know some people are very extreme about it i'm like you sam, know I don't sam actually i don't know if you guys know sam is actually a very big vegan he's a uh, super into- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i saw the big thing of meat that he posted on i guess it was instagram and i almost <laughs> just dropping my mouth a little looking there's a, uh, a little inside baseball for the listeners but every time we do conference calls with sam he's always like holding a meat tenderizer in his hand <laughs> Because I, I guess he just does a lot of cooking at home, and he's uh, he just always has a fucking meat tenderizer handy. It's the most all bizarre he thing. Eats is meat. Anthony, all he eats <laughs> is meat. That's why. I'm not joking. See, like, he... when he came to my house, it was torture for him. I had all this healthy food. He was like, yes, it's horrible. He doesn't even eat fruit. Not even fruit. Like, strawberries were, like, offensive. <laughs> I had purple grapes. No, no. See, I'd say... <laughs> 
I'd say we'd have to stop talking about this, but he doesn't even listen to the podcast when he's not on it, so it doesn't really matter. We could just we could just talk shit for the rest of the podcast. It's fine. I had a lot of fun uh, teasing each other about it, so I think he's cool with it. Um, you know, he knows he's a carnivore. Oh yeah. I mean, I am to an extent, but I I, I like bananas. I like apples. I, I probably should eat more uh, greens, but you know, arugula is so good. Yeah. Oh, I'm hooked on chopped salad right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. My husband loves that. Very good. Yeah, no. Yeah, then try arugula. If you don't really like greens, yeah. it's got like a pepper flavor, like fresh pepper. It tastes all, it's got a peppery flavor huh. to it. It's really delicious. It's so flavorful for a green. Huh. That's interesting. So we, I, I recommend that. Well, you know what we had tonight for dinner what? is the, um, the Beyond Burger that everybody's kind of freaking out over. It's a veggie burger that they made, and it's out of Silicon Valley. They made it to taste like meat. I hate that. I hate that. If I wanted to eat that's, meat, that's, I would that's eat like meat. That's like weird. I don't know. You got a pea protein, so it's definitely not meat. Like to me, it tastes like a really high-end Boca burger. See, that's <laughs> why I don't like Boca burgers because it tastes too much like meat. You know, you know okay. it's fucking weird as hell. Even weirder than that. Um, you know that they they like created like artificially grown meat in a lab. Like that is yeah. fucking gross. And somebody ate one like a burger. That shit uh-huh. grosses me out. Like, Ugh. I'll take a I'll take a veggie burger over that any day. That's, that's <laughs> just oh god. I'm really curious about what meat eaters think about the Beyond Burger. Like, that's why I like it because I can have it with my husband. And he loves it. I'm a meat eater, <laughs> so I, maybe I'll try one because I'm I'm curious. Yeah, try it, and I'd love to hear. It. There's that burger, and then there's the Impossible Burger that David Chang was selling at um Mobafuku. Oh, okay, cool. In the city, yeah, yeah. So that's what I recommend tonight, the Beyond Burger. Everybody try it and let me know what you think. Yeah. You gotta like, you gotta cook it well, like on the outside a little bit crispy. I don't know, my husband does it so well. Better, he does it better than Whole Foods, okay? <laughs> um, Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, pretty soon you're not going to be able to talk about any kind of business or product or anything without talking about Jeff Bezos because he's going to fucking own literally, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm so jammed up about it. You know, really fucking Skype soon, like, where you'll be like, the Our Voice podcast brought to you by fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, oh, God. my God. Yeah, so, what am I going to do? I can't eat at you know, the hippie grocery store anymore, because now it's owned by fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> now the fucking CIA <laughs> owns your groceries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that uh, was too funny. Miserable. So miserable. CIA. Um, so... I, I got a couple of news stories I want to get into, but just a couple things this week uh, before that. <laughs> uh, big news this week. Uh, spicy. Spicy's gone. Spicy! No! <laughs> Ew. I, I'm so bummed out. I, I, like, I, I'm going to miss that motherfucker. Like, he, he was so... I think you said to me, he was just so perfect to defend Trump. Like, only that buffoon yep. could... <laughs> could be the voice like trump does not deserve like a competent you know media trained no. voice no he, he deserves a clown he deserves an <laughs> over tanned you know blustering buffoon who talks very similar to the way he does and just goes yep. you know like you know well, well, I, I don't even know what you're talking about i'm just gonna i honestly i can't believe that he survived as long as he did honestly because <laughs> yeah. you know the one thing that he asked for the one thing he wanted you know that trip to the vatican that he didn't even get that <laughs> you know, it's a staunch catholic that was so mean that was so fucking mean of trump that that just goes to show he's a bastard you know he's a bastard he really he, is he did that on purpose you know he did that on purpose because he yeah, brought him with him to italy 
<laughs> Fucking dick. He's but I just want to know if Spicer took his little mini fridge on his back when he left. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently went to a lot of trouble to get that. Yeah, apparently. That was a story, that was, that, was, that, was a story that was going around yesterday uh, for anyone that didn't see that, that uh, he wanted a mini, Spicer wanted a mini fridge for his office, his press secretary office. Um, and I guess he sent a staffer going around looking for one and they found one, I guess, in like the intern, uh, like, like lunchroom. And the interns were like, we're not giving him our fridge. Like, fuck no, we're not giving this our fridge. Like, no. <laughs> um, so like at, in the dead of night, apparently there, somebody saw him like carrying the, the mini fridge up the driveway from the White House into his office. <laughs> You just can't even. That's pretty good. Like, couldn't he go to Office Max or somewhere and, you know, or gosh, Walmart and get it? You could buy a fridge for like 50 bucks at Walmart. Exactly. It wasn't about that. That was his fridge. College students (laughs) all over the country can get a mini fridge for their dorm and he's got to go steal one from the interns. I just, every time I read a story like that, I laugh and I'm like, these are the idiots that are running our fucking country right now. Like, this is the competence level required, I guess. Anthony, you don't understand the pressure. That's what it is. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, and the other, uh, the other story. Uh, Democrats unveiled their uh, inspiring new slogan this week. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot what it was though. Uh, it, it is uh, according to uh, Jeff Stein, I think, from Vox. I don't, I don't have the name in front of me. Um, it is uh, a better deal, better skills, better jobs, better wages. Right, right, right. I noticed that better health better care wasn't in there. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Like, just what the fuck? What? What? And, and according to to uh, the, and I don't remember his name, but the Vox, we'll call him Jeff Vox. Uh, according to <laughs> Jeff Vox, that came from months of internal polling and discussion. <laughs> That's that's what these fucking idiots get. You know, I used to think that like they lost on purpose because they were paid by their donors to. No, I I just think they're just after <laughs> after hearing that I'm like these idiots could not win their way out of a fucking paper bag. Like I don't understand how they function. I, I don't. I, I really can't. Now you my... get why they lost to Trump, huh? Yeah. That yeah. Easy. No. It, that shit should have been easy. It's just they're, they're so they're so bad. So this bad. is like when a big corporation has a marketing fail, and you go, "Like, did they not share this?" This is with like the Pepsi. Anyone? Ad, like the Pepsi exactly. Ad, you know? <laughs> like, did anyone outside of their little group hear this and think, "Yeah, that's the way to go"? I, I don't even understand. Yeah, that's why when people like, like, you know, cringe or, or like maybe like fight back when we say, "Oh, that everyone in DC lives in a bubble." This is this is the bubble at work. This is exactly it because not a single person around them was like, "Hey guys, this is real fucking stupid. Maybe we shouldn't use this as a slogan. Maybe we should actually have an inspiring slogan and talk about something we want to do for people and not." By the way, the another component of that that people pointed out was, of course, they had to lead with better skills because they're such fucking elitists. They can't just say you know, higher wages for all, or, you know, jobs for all, or healthcare, healthcare for, all. for all. God yeah, for fucking I noticed babe. that wasn't there. Um, <laughs> but better skills implies, uh, oh, well, if you don't go to college and you don't get more skills, you're a fucking bum and we're useless to us. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, what was Clinton's slogan in 92? Like, well, I believe, uh, 
I, I, I don't remember, but it was something to that effect. And it's just like, they still don't get it. Like, they still don't get that their base, if they want it, it's sitting right there, is working class people who, most of which, you know, 50% of the country is poor and poverty, making less than 30000 a year. But those but, people aren't going to donate to them. I mean, you know, which yes, is right. easier, getting five grand from five people or getting, you know, 50 bucks from 500. They've yeah. made a calculation and they're doubling down, tripling down, whatever it takes. So, so fucking, ugh, they're so horrible. I, I, I just, yeah. I continue to be shocked, but I shouldn't be. But have you seen the other guys? <laughs> 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 yeah. <clears throat> I, I, they're obviously banking on that uh, strategy in 2018, but I'm sure it's going to work out fine because <laughs> things went real well this year. Um, but <laughs> let's uh, let's get into the news for the week because uh, it, it, it's it's continuing <laughs> on the theme of, of this party has their head, you know, firmly placed up their ass, you know. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about a couple of reasons why. Um, so I have an article here from the Observer. Uh, was quickly becoming a go-to source for me because the, the, this one guy, Michael Sainto, who writes for them, is uh, great and apparently flying under the radar over at The Observer. <laughs> um, they must not have a super strong editorial board because there's no way Jared Kushner would let... Well, I don't know, actually. He might. He, he might lets let... super progressive stuff get in there all the time. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's probably a secret progressive. Like, let's be real. Well, look. He doesn't act like one. He does Splitting up like... the leftists to their benefit, so... Or, you know, well, that's that's what I mean. If, you know, making the Democrats look bad is to their interests, which, you know, some people in centrist Democrat land would be like, see, you're doing the work for them. But no, it's the real answer is no. If you guys weren't so fucking terrible, we wouldn't have to do this. We could all fight them <laughs> together. But, you know, <laughs> but y'all be tripping, basically. <laughs> um, so uh, this is I think of... they're neolibs, to be honest. That's what I think Cushion and, and Ivanka are over there. Maybe, yeah. I, and I, I said to her on purpose, just so you know. <laughs> I don't think there's a ton of policy difference between, like, Kushner and Ivanka and, like, Chelsea or Hillary. Yeah, or I mean, Hillary Clinton, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I like know, it. I think they're into the neolib stuff. That's why they can get away with some of this, this conservative shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Kushner's super pro Israel, though. I'm sure about that. Well, the fuck. Well, we'll talk about. Oh no, actually, we won't talk about that. But the Democrats, <laughs> the Democrats are. Uh, uh, you know, there's a great. We don't have time to cover it on uh, today, today's episode, but there's a great article uh, you guys should check out on the Intercept about a uh, horrifying bill that uh, is being co-sponsored by a Democrat and a Republican, and a lot of Democrats are already signed on to it to criminalize free speech in America. Um, because if you are against, you know, and this is just me, my opinion, I'm not, we don't have to talk about it, but if you're against uh, the basically, uh, you know, illegal occupation of the Israeli government, you're an anti-Semite apparently. So they're trying to pass this bill that criminalizes people who are part of the BDS movement, which is the boycott divest, uh, divestment sanction movement which is what people did to apartheid South Africa in the 80s, and it actually worked and got them to, to end apartheid. So, you know, just check that article out because it's real interesting. But um, so, uh, so the article I was talking about from The Observer, uh, Clinton donors have picked their 2020 Democratic presidential nominee. 
the wealthy are lining up and rallying behind Senator Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris. <laughs> Me and Ladonna were talking about this before you came on, Adrian. What do you, do you know how to pronounce her name? Because I've I've heard it said both ways, Kamala and Kamala. I've heard it mostly called Kamala, but I don't really know for sure. I, mean, I guess we have to hear her say it. Yeah, I guess so. I only this say is like Rihanna. They're gonna say Rihanna, Rihanna, and then you'll find out like years later you were saying it wrong. Even I always said Rihanna said until I heard Rihanna. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I say Kamala because there was a wrestler in the '80s who was huh. named Kamala, and he spelled it the same way. But that's probably just my own uh, bias. But um, so uh, since Hillary Clinton's unexpected loss to Donald Trump. Wow. What? Sorry. Sorry, I just, I saw the baby actually kick like crazy. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Say that out loud, but it was insane. That's sorry. Awesome. That's... It felt like a foot. <laughs> Do you think you were having like, like the, you're going to get like a chest burster from Alien all of a sudden? Oh my God, right? I know. That was the first time I ever saw her kick like that, though. It was crazy. Sorry. That's awesome. And, and it's captured on the podcast, so. <laughs> That's awesome. She must like the Beyond Burger. <laughs> <laughs> well. She'll, she's our, yeah, no, she's our unofficial fourth co-host. So <laughs> it's okay. Um, she, she clearly had very strong uh, opinions on the on the Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump. Thing we were just yeah. She's like, yeah, Neil lives. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, they love to punch hippies. That's why she did it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was great. Um, so uh, since Hillary Clinton's unexpected loss to Donald Trump, her donors have strategized with Democratic leadership about how to revive the failing party. Uh, billionaire uh, and liberal bogeyman uh, George Soros held a closed-door conference with wealthy donors in November 2016 that addressed uh, how to take back power and was attended by House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. Uh, on the weekend of Trump's inauguration, David Brock... Uh, fucking horrible goon of a human being i don't know if you guys <laughs> if you're not familiar with him just look into him he's fucking horrible he basically correct the record. yeah he's correct he's from correct record he it, we know from the wikileaks emails that he actually uh was there helping correct the record by creating fucking clinton bots to correct people online when they talked about her because she was so fucking unpopular she didn't have actual people correcting them because everyone hates her so he had to Not actually create people. a... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so he had to create an army of Twitter bots to be like, well, actually... Um, yeah, none of which the people online talking about the Russia story will acknowledge. They all want to talk about Russian bots, but none of them will talk about rock bots. <laughs> LaDonna, are you saying to me that people online who are totally whipped up into a Russia hysteria may be a little <laughs> hypocritical? I don't, I don't believe that. I would never suggest. Or, or are you implying that they might be slightly partisan? I, I can't. I can't. I can't wrap my head around that. I really can't. I, I think you're. I think you're way off base here. But um, uh, yeah. oh, we also called Anita Hill a little bit nutty and a little bit slutty when she was trying to come out against Clarence Thomas. Because you know he's that liberal. Horrible person. Fucking liberal. He's a horrible human being. He, I believe, I could be wrong about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Helped. Uh, he worked on uh, on the uh, on the opposition side of the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky uh, situation. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the eighties and nineties, he was a Republican. And, and and like he, but I believe he was actually involved with Ken Starr's uh, like you know prosecution team or, or some element of that. And now he works for the Clintons. So 
He's so full of shit. That just shows you the fluidity of the Clintons and how, how you know. Fluidity, that's a good word. <laughs> how they're about two degrees to the left of right. I wouldn't even say center. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah. So uh, on the week of Trump's inauguration, David Brock hosted a retreat for the most prolific Democratic donors to figure out how to, quote, kick Donald Trump's ass. Um, I'm sure they discussed uh, deep uh, policy uh, positions. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that was how they decided to do it. Right. Um, so <clears throat> on July 15th, uh, page six report. Uh, by the way, page six, uh, LaDonna is this like horrible trashy section of a really trashy newspaper uh, called the post New York post. Yeah, New York thing. yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far reaching the New York post is, but if you guys don't live in New York, it's fucking atrocious. I mean, <laughs> all the New York papers are horrible. Like honestly, yep. to varying degrees. I mean, the wall street journal yep. is just, you know, <laughs> it's basically the wall street journal is establishment Republican pr- business propaganda. The New York post mm-hmm. is like nut job Republican propaganda. The New York, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The The New York Times? Well, no, the Daily News is like regular Joe liberal propaganda. And the fucking New York Times is. Except for Sean King. Snooty liberal. Yeah, no, look, look, there's great. I love Sean King. There's great people that work for all these papers, but there's also like climate deniers that work for the fucking New York Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these, uh, yeah, they're horrible. I mean, uh, God, I can't. But page six, that shows, like, um, the comings and goings of, Yeah, usually page six is like, oh, you know, Derek Jeter spotted hooking up with some model and, you know, in a a Soho (laughs) club. Surprise, surprise! Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's just bullshit like that. Real TMZ-ish kind of stuff. And before before TMZ existed, when print media was still king, that was like TMZ. And actually, Trump used to always plant stories in page six to like to make himself <laughs> look like a playboy back when he lived in New York. Um, See, that part I get. But what's funny in D.C. is, you know, where, whatever papers show the equivalent of page six, it's always like the people you've never heard of who are all the, you know, big money donors. And they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, made out to be celebrities like freaking Leonardo DiCaprio or something, you know, where what yeah. uh, fundraisers and shit they're in going that, to. In that bubble, they are celebrities. That's how fucking closed yeah. off they are to the world. Yep. They're like, oh, my God, you know, like. <laughs> Sheldon Adelson was at a party that like, <laughs> like who the fuck is, like nobody even knows who Sheldon Adelson is outside of people who pay attention to politics. He's like a thousand I mean, years old and he's he definitely got two feet in the grave. Yeah, for well. sure. <laughs> um, he's really almost there. They're about to bury him. <laughs> I, say that. I think page six actually reported uh, on that Hampton story we talked about, though. They're, oh they're, my goodness! That that atrocious thing. Um, so on July 15th, page six reported that Senator Kamala Harris, a potential 2020 Democratic presidential candidate, met with top Clinton donors in the Hamptons, actually, of, course uh, she did. of all places, uh, you know, right in the heart of working class America. <laughs> many, many figures in Clinton's inner circle attended, including Clinton's 2008 campaign national finance co-chair, Michael Kempner. Well, I believe came up in that story we talked about about the uh, the financial people that worked for Hillary who are now working for Trump's agenda. Um, donors Dennis Mahil and Stephen uh, Gambrell and DNC, uh, Democratic National Committeeman Robert Zimmerman. Uh, 
probably not probably to Bob Dylan. I was gonna say probably not Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harris also attended a separate luncheon hosted by one of Clinton's top lobbyist bundlers, Liz Robbins. This is such like a disgusting sentence. One of her top <laughs> lobbyists. <laughs> the fact that A, she had multiple lobbyist bundlers, and B, that she had a fucking lobbyist bundler to begin with. And there was a hierarchy yeah. <laughs> at the top. And see that that phrase exists in the English language and in our political system. <laughs> well, think about this, though. If you're Clinton and you're being told you can no longer be the face of the party the next time around, you still want to be in control of the face of the party. So what do you do? Oh, of course. Well, we already talked yeah. about her finding her role in the midterms, <laughs> which which unfortunately isn't totally far away, as, as far away from them as possible. It's not building houses for half and half for humanity. Yeah, you know, and look, Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, he there was some stuff he was involved with that wasn't great in his presidency. If there's ever an example for how to lead a post-presidential life, I mean, that motherfucker is He's building it. houses for humanity, almost dies, and is back the next day building habitat, you know, houses for, <laughs> for habitat for humanity. I mean... He's he's great. I love Jimmy Carter post presidency. Um, th- th- there's another funny thing too. I don't know if you ever see this on Twitter, but apparently when he's on a plane, he goes up and down the aisle and shakes everyone's hand on the plane. Yeah, Aww. he's such an adorable so precious. man. <laughs> so precious. Oh my god, he's great. Uh, but so uh, Harris's meetings with Clinton donors uh, signal that they are rallying behind her as twenty as the 2020 presidential uh, Democratic nominee. Harris has emerged as a leading figure in the Trump resistance. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you know, there are a lot of uh, leading figures in the Trump resistance who get that way by only talking about Trump. I mean, we, yeah. we and we'll talk a little bit about them later, but uh, Ted Lieu and Maxine Waters and Kamala Harris literally spend 90% of their time talking about Trump and, you know, Saying things like, well, I'm focusing on impeachment right now. Meanwhile, when your back is turned, they vote, you know, with Trump on fucking horrible policies, especially when it comes to uh, the economy. So, you know, I I mean, I'm not I'm not calling into question their motives, but I do wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Far be it it for me. But it's almost as if it's a political craven political ploy to score points with a easily misled base as opposed to an actual resistance to Trump. But, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being unfair. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Well, you know, you shill for an ice cream company, so <laughs> we really can't trust you anymore. That's true. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been bought off by big ice cream. Haven't <laughs> 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 we all? <clears throat> like everybody's a shill for ice cream. Oh, you know, another really good product if they want to sponsor me. <laughs> Uh, you guys ever hear of this thing called Unbakeables? It's this like edible cookie dough. Yes, I heard about that. I thought actually it was one of Oprah's uh, good things or whatever. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. So I thought they were pretty small. I guess they're they're expanding. They're like a they're like a Northeast regional thing. It's literally like they're like these little hockey puck uh, things, and you and and they're like frozen. And they're like cookie dough, and they have like stuff in them, and but you can eat them raw. They're like they're fucking amazing because there's no like dairy in them. Yeah. Oh, and there's, the uh, eggs you have to worry about. Well, there's no egg in them. They're they're actually vegan, yeah. so you can actually have oh. some, Adrian. I don't know what they do to bind it, but it's not. Uh, it's frozen, so I guess that's how it's. It's you know it stays together. 
Um, well, also flour and sugar, and when they're wet, flour is so sticky. Yeah, well, that, I think it's that's kind of like glue. You know, like you can make actually vegan cookies are very easy to make. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, yeah, those are super good. So if you guys want to sponsor me too, I'll totally show for you guys. <laughs> Send me some fucking sleeves of those things. Those are like awesome. people on YouTube. I've been just watching cooking shows on YouTube lately because I can't have anything heavy. And, uh, like no Walking Dead right now. And uh, yeah, some of these kids they they have to shill because they got sponsored, but it's like good for them because like, they're usually it's usually small companies that sponsor these small YouTubers. It's yeah, usually like yeah, pretty yeah. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have no problem with like small sized you know like national companies like that or like you know like Unbakeables is like a regional thing in in in, in like the Northeast and stuff like that. I'm not gonna be. You know, reading ads out for fucking Whole Foods or, you know, uh, Blue Apron. Goddamn Bezos. Um, so Politico reported that the hearings regarding Trump's connections to Russia have enabled the Democratic Party to frame her as Trump's most aggressive critic. Uh, in response to one of the hearings she was involved in, she launched the slogan, Courage, Not Courtesy. However, despite this catchy slogan... Harris has historically lacked the courage to hold her donors accountable when they have broken the law. I, I love this guy. This guy's a great writer. Um, the, the nomination of Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin provoked criticisms over his tenure as CEO of One West Bank. Yeah. And, that is the number one thing people say online if yeah. I ever share anything of hers out. it's a yep. pretty... Yeah. So in 2013, California prosecutors claimed to have discovered over 1,000 foreclosure law violations... Uh, but the but the California Attorney General's office failed to file any action against the bank. At the time, Cal- Kamala Harris was California's Attorney General. Many question why, yeah, right? Many question why Harris didn't take any action given uh, the evidence her office uncovered. Uh, we went and followed the facts and the evidence, and it's a decision my office made. Harris told the Hill, "We pursued it just like any other case. We go and we take a case wherever the facts lead us." Well. What that doesn't make any sense. You're not answering why you didn't. You the facts were that they they discovered over a thousand foreclosure law violations, and everyone within the attorney general's office, like the staffers, apparently said, "Look, we'll find a lot more. This is a surface level investigation. If we if you let us prosecute and investigate them, we're going to find thousands more." And weirdly, she just didn't want to do it. Uh, well, that's kind of the problem, though, with with the whole financial meltdown. You know, a lot of the reason why there were prosecutions was because um, they were outlawed. The government was outlawed, and so you know they would basically have locked this stuff up in court forever. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I, I think that there were other things that they maybe could have done that they didn't do, but but her answer to me just screams of "Let's move on to the next question" because I don't want to piss off the finance industry because I need them as donors when I decide to run for president. I mean, that's to me, uh, Harris. Are you saying she made a political calculation? (laughs) No, I I would never, I would never suggest such a thing. Um, Harris's vague defense is insufficient. The democratic party has branded her as a leader of the Trump resistance without addressing why Harris avoided a criminal investigation that involved donors to her campaign. You know, among other things about her, she also wanted to criminalize uh, truancy in, in California. Yeah. She's, general. she's like a fucking authoritarian nightmare. She's horrible about these kinds of issues. Um, so many progressives like her, and I don't know why. Because, I really don't. Because they don't pay attention. And, I mean, that's I think that's part of our job, because I'm sure we have people listening to this who 
are progressive uh, who maybe are like, oh, yeah, she seems great. She talks, you know, a good game about Trump. She has, guys, she has no substance whatsoever. If you, but I mean, really, talking about shit about Trump, I mean, you're Democrats and you don't like Trump. What, is water wet? Like, yeah, really. What, what is special about you talk, not You talk Trump. shit about Trump. Great. You're in the same company as fucking Bill Crystal, you know, the yeah. <laughs> war criminal from the Bush administration. So, yeah. That, like that, 90% that, of the country fucking hates yeah, him. Like, really. What's his approval rating? I don't even know. It's shit, though. It is a lot easier to get people to unite against something than for something, though. And that's yeah. they're taking the you know the easiest road. Funnily enough, his approval rating is shit. It's 41%. Uh, guess who's his lower? Hillary Clinton <laughs> polled at 39%. So she actually has a lower approval rating, even though she's, she's not, not even in office. She's not like, in office. She, and she isn't making any policy discussions, but that's how much people fucking loathe her, is that she has a lower approval rating than Trump in a like a poll that they did last week. So she would lose to Trump again if the election was today, after all the shit he did, and after the fact that he hasn't passed a single piece of meaningful legislation, and all the unpopular shit he did, she would still lose to him. So, oh, and by the way, <laughs> Bernie still would win in 2020, based on a poll that came yeah. out yesterday. He would be beat in a hypo. They did a hypothetical poll of like if the 2020 race was X versus Trump and Y versus Trump. Bernie wins by 13 points, uh, almost identical to the polling that we had back during the primaries when we kept saying, "Hey, Bernie's the only one that's going to be Trump." He's up by 10 to 13 points, and Hillary's only up by about a point or so, and it's the margin of error. And you idiots won't listen to us, and they just ignored us. So, uh, well, to what degree though do you think that? by putting all of Clinton's donors behind Harris now that the DNC is effectively, the Democrats are effectively picking their winner in advance again, because that's what it yeah. looks like to me. I, I yep, think, you're I, so right. I think they're certainly testing the waters. I don't think they'll commit to anybody until we get a little closer because they want to, I think they're trying to test out what the DNC does and what the Clintons do. And it's real slimy and shady, but they have so many media allies who are, essentially colluding with them. I mean, we, we saw a lot of this in the WikiLeaks emails, you know, Debbie Washman Schultz emailing the president of MSNBC and saying, hey, how come Mika Brzezinski, Mika Brzezinski had the nerve to say that Hillary might not win against Trump? Um, because apparently the, the the better idea was to push the narrative that she would blow him out so that nobody showed up to vote because these, these people are fucking <laughs> geniuses who work in the Democratic Party. But um, That always blows my mind. <laughs> They're so, oh my god, they're so stupid. So, they have a lot of allies in the media, and what they do a lot, and I, I'm sure you saw all the articles about Chelsea Clinton writing a children's book. Chelsea Clinton talks about the Trump administration. Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton. They're testing the waters to see how people react to her because they wanted to run for Congress. Mm -hmm. Probably in my district, because they live in my wow. district, and uh, Nita Lowy, who's our representative, is a thousand years old, and she's a horrible, you know, total... Uh, Clinton Democrat. She's a DLC Democrat th through and through. So um, they're, I'm sure they're hoping that when she retires, they're going to slide Chelsea right into that seat. Uh, you know, or they pay her off to retire and slide Chelsea yeah. into the seat. Oh yeah, I'm sure they didn't have to. They're you know they're all buddies. Uh, we'll we'll see about that. You know, <laughs> I I will not let Chelsea Clinton run in my district un unopposed. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, if nobody else, and I'm sure people will do it. People, there's nobody's gonna let her run unopposed in a primary. But if nobody steps up, we'll we'll, we'll see about that. Um, so uh -huh. 
but uh, but they've been pushing it out because they want to test the waters and see how people react. And people, when they pushed out the Chelsea thing, you know, were like vampires in sunlight. They're like, this is fucking, what are you doing? Go away. Not just all of you, all the Clintons, please get on a bus and go back to fucking Arkansas. Like, please go away. Um, so I think that's what they're doing with Kamala Harris right now is they're, they're testing the waters and be like, oh, let's see if progressives unite behind. I saw another article like, uh, can Kamala Harris unite progressives uh, heading into 2020? They're doing it. This is total fucking, you know, manufacturing consent for a candidate. And guys, you're you're wasting your money and time right now because the, 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 we're not getting behind Kamala Harris. We know who she is. We know too much about her. I don't believe for a second that she would be progressive in office. She would do the same bullshit that Obama did. She'd run on a progressive campaign and a progressive message but when it came time to actually enact policies oh look uh, forgot that bill i guess i don't know um it you know it's just I, I don't know how many times they think they can you know paint over the same you know dried up turd and think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> think it's a new one as many times as is possible <laughs> um so sorry i've got a hot rider outside my window again i don't know what's happening <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's, that's, that's real discouraging, but she's not going to win a primary. So I, I'm not really worried about her. Uh, I think the next stage is going to be Chris Kirsten Gillibrand because she's, yeah. that's going to be their next, their next, they're going to trot these people out until 2020 until they find <laughs> one that we don't, that we don't, you know, all, freak the fuck out about and there's a very short list of people we're not going to freak out about because we know these people now. <laughs> we have twitter we have the yeah. internet we know their voting records i know they don't think people care about policy but they're going to be real surprised if they keep trying to push these policy free fucking you know empty suits who look good on camera that's 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 what they're all they try to uh, they're gonna uh, they're gonna go kamala harris Kristen Gillibrand, Cory Booker. That's going to be like their, their, you know, that'll be their 2019 uh, float to the media is going to be Cory Booker. Um, And he'll probably take another picture with fucking Elmo or some bullshit. And then he'll go on, you know, Yo Gabba Gabba or whatever. And then he'll, he'll, they'll start pushing stories. Is Cory Booker the answer to Trump in 2020? No. Fucking hell no. He's not the answer to Trump in 2020. Oh my god, maybe maybe they'll eventually get to half an eaten onion in a bag. Like that'll be there. That'll be there. That's my vote, honestly. Out of the, all the I, ones you I will vote for half an onion in a bag over fucking Cory Booker <laughs> in a primary. I will write that shit in. Which is an actual Twitter account for those yeah, who yeah. don't know. <laughs> what oh about god. god? You guys know God on social media. It's, it's like Great Lord Above is his. It's some comedian playing God, and he's so funny. Oh man, I love him on social media. <sighs> I'll uh, vote for him. We'll have to do that in a future episode. Is uh, recommend some of the best Twitter accounts to follow. Oh yeah, sure. I got a I got a bunch. Uh, I, I follow like the super lefty Twitter people. Um, yeah, David Sorot is great. Oh, David Sorot. I, I mean, even yeah. like the the anonymous accounts. Like, uh, what's his face? Uh, History and flicks is really funny. Pixelated boat. There's like a lot of really funny ones. Pixelated like boat's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
he had that parody tweet of uh the eric the parody eric garland tweet where he's like all right eric heads gear up because i'm about to spew some uh non <laughs> i forget the exact quote i'm gonna look it up it's so funny for those of you that don't know eric garland is a fucking maniac who is like uh, he's like uh, he works in like national security or some shit but he's like a democrat he's like he's a total you know neoliberal but he goes on these you know game theory fucking 30 string uh 30 tweet long strings of, of insane rambling um nonsense and <laughs> he's just a real real ridiculous person uh, so people love to make fun of him um he definitely has gotten whatever drug Louise Mensch is taking. Oh God, He's been yeah, hitting no, it lately. Was, <laughs> no, Pixelated Boat uh, tweeted out, wow, Garland is taking no prisoners right now. And he tweeted out like a, like he, he photoshopped in a tweet that looked like it's from Eric Garland. Uh, Buckle up, Eric Heads, because here comes another torrent of insane bullshit as I desperately attempt to wring a couple more Patreon subscriptions out of the dwindling audience that hasn't figured out I'm a grifter yet. <laughs> Which I thought was super fucking funny. So, um, yeah, so let's move on to the next story, because uh, the hits just keep coming with the Democrats. <laughs> um, there was, so there was recently a, def- a vote on the defense budget, right? And, you know, back when it came out, uh, Democrats of all stripes were up in arms because Trump wanted to raise the defense budget by $50 billion, I think, some ridiculous number, I mean... You know, I'm sure no one listening to this needs to be reminded, but we spend an absurd amount of money on defense. Way too much. We use it as a jobs program for for the military industrial complex. I mean, yeah, we build shit that we never use on purpose because it's a jobs program. And people, uh, what what defense contractors like Boeing and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin do is they build uh, manufacturing in every state as much as they can. So that they can go to somebody and say, hey, Paul Ryan, uh, you know, uh, Boeing, I'm, I'm just making this up. I don't know if this particular situation is true, but Boeing will build a uh, a plant that builds, a, you know, F- F-35s in Wisconsin. Say, hey, Paul Ryan, uh, you know, we're in your district. Are you going to are you, you going to vote in favor of increasing spending or are you going to vote in favor? So they this bullshit. It's like the the only thing we make in this country anymore is fucking war. Like that's the only people that uh, do their manufacturing in the U.S. because they know strategically they can win uh, more money for the defense budget, which means more money for their private companies that build these fucking weapons. That's their way of putting pressure on members. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so the so yeah so we everyone was up in arms about trump's defense budget and you know rightfully so it's ridiculous we don't need to increase the defense budget we need to drastically cut it and Try try adding her on. Okay, hang on. Your laptop died. Oh, she's back. Yep. Hey, can you hear us? 
Adrian, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. I think I froze or somebody froze. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, we, we don't need to increase the defense budget. We need to cut it drastically and stop wasting money on, on things like that. And I'm not saying... Don't we, don't... we spend as much as, like, the next 50 countries yes, combined? Yes, an absurd yeah. amount of money. Yeah. We could, we could spend, uh, you know, a tenth of what we spend and still outspend every country. But, um, so, you know, most progressives, I think, realize that, we, that that's what we would need to do. We need to be cutting the. So, obviously, all the Democrats would vote in that direction when things come up like a uh, defense budget, right? Um, well. <laughs> it's not like we need infrastructure or, you know. No, it's not like we need a thousand fucking other things or, you know, health care <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> That could have been paid for ten times over by all the money we wasted in Iraq and Afghanistan and all these other fucking wars we shouldn't be in. Um, so this uh, is an article from Forbes, actually, from Eric Sherman over at Forbes. Uh, another guy slipping under the radar at a pretty right-wing <laughs> publication. Um, when income inequality combines with system uh, systemic and systematic redistribution of virtually all income growth to the wealthiest while their taxes are reduced... You've got a budget problem. Uh, people increasingly need help as the median household income remains flat, even as costs rise. Uh, either you can literally write off the lives of poorer people, uh, as the health care reform bills from the House and Senate effectively do, or you need to find ways to reduce other spending. The single biggest section of uh, the discretionary portion of the budget is military spending. For years, the Pentagon has been incapable of fiscal responsibility. Uh, this is a body that, according to news reports last fall, tried to hide $125 billion in wasted spending <laughs> over a five-year program. So that's $125 billion of totally useless wasted spending that they tried to hide, by the way, because they're like, oh my god, if people see this, they'll actually cut our budget. We can't have that. We need to keep, you know... <laughs> fucking burning this money in whichever way we are. Um, it's the only agency in the entire federal government still unable to pass a financial audit. And it is handed the largest check, even as the Cold War is long over. I will actually dispute that because I think we're in a new Cold War, thanks to fucking idiots uh, pushing this Russian narrative. But uh, no other country has our military power, and major new weapon systems have been outright disasters and money sinks. Uh, but big companies that make billions and billions of dollars a year shovel contributions at congressional representatives because it's a great investment. All that income uh, only required 11 million in 2016 donations, with 38% going to Democrats and 62% going to Republicans, according to OpenSecrets.com. By the way, I, that that that's just it's so galling to me. And this is I've seen this time and time again. It costs so little money to buy off politicians for the <laughs> amount of money that they get in return, which is why they do it. I mean, they, they get they get a big return on their investment. But I mean, Cory Booker only took like three hundred thousand from the pharmaceutical industry in order to vote against that uh, that bill, you know, to ban the the Canadian drug imports that Bernie put to forth. completely fuck America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they take so little money. I, I mean, even out in California, all the guys like Rendon and all those guys who killed the single payer bill. They, they take a couple hundred thousand from the healthcare industry, but that's enough to buy them off. Like, it, it really shows you. But, you know, that hundred thousand, you know, if you divide it by the average contribution, which may be, you know, say say they get 200,000, but the average contribution is 20 bucks. I mean, that's a, you know, the amount of time it takes them to raise that 200,000 from individual donors, 
to them, I guess, is worth, you know, selling their soul and selling out their voters for, for that little about little amount of money. Um, well, and you know, there's a, there's an effect here of once you start to see, I know for, I feel that way. Once I start to see that, that my politicians are going that route and taking that kind of big money, I'm not going to give them a dime anymore. Yeah, of course. You know? yeah. Fuck them. So, yeah. I, I, I'll only give to people that don't take uh super PAC money or corporate money at this point. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give to somebody who, who, takes big donor money and then, you know, is, is trying to look for grassroots donations. Um, you know, I know you're in Wisconsin, uh, you know, iron stash, uh, trademark <laughs> gets quite a bit of money from outside sources and from uh, big, I mean, the guy had a, a slick, you know, probably million dollar TV ad ready to go the day he announced. I mean, there's, yeah, that's not suspicious at all. No, it's totally normal, right? Like, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's just like a really, I'm sure he's really good at Final Cut Pro, is what it is. And he, just, <laughs> he just brought it. He happened to bring a camera with him to the construction site and and, and filmed himself. And he was like, ah, you know, maybe I'll cut this together. Maybe a couple people see it and give me a couple bucks. I'm sure that's what happened. You know, I've criticized him online, and people get really pissed off and like, you know, don't talk and you don't know. And I said, okay, well. Let's all look at the the reports when they come out. Let's look at his donors, and then you know, Unless if I'm wrong on this, I'll be happy to to say I was wrong. But I guarantee you, there's some shit in there that oh, isn't going to look pretty. Of course, and look, I, and look, I, I think there's there's shades and there's levels of every of all of our you know flexibility when it comes to certain issues. But and and there are people who are like, oh my god, you took ten cents from somebody. You're a fucking horrible. You, Right. You know, there are people who are total like pure. I hate to even use that word, but there are people who are totally ridiculous. Who are, uh, I think, almost even damaging to the left in certain ways. Um, but then there's also people who refuse to look at facts and, like, you know, <laughs> you, well, like he says, uh, you know, I'm not going to take money from Wall Street. Well, you're in fucking Wisconsin. Wall Street is not necessarily, <laughs> you know, and you're yeah. an iron worker and lots of other reasons why you wouldn't be the first person they donate to. So don't act like you're not taking it if we don't even know it's being offered. Well, you, you know, know? It's, it's probably because on his website, he lists uh, a really tough stance on Wall Street. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. He doesn't even have a platform fucking page <laughs> on his website. So I don't know what the fuck he is for or against. He could be... <laughs> <laughs> he may he not know either <laughs> he could be for a total repeal of dodd frank for all we know so you know we, we'll knows? find out what he's for after we see who his donors yeah. are and then he'll make a decision yeah. not really right <laughs> yeah it's a secret yeah. you gotta elect him he, he's like he's like those mystery boxes you buy with like the little funko pop figures in them you, you don't know what you get until <laughs> until you buy it and then you're like oh uh, I guess we got to fuck another neoliberal. Oh, well, let's try again You'll next time. You'll know he's a neolib if his slogan becomes like, I'm not Paul Ryan. <laughs> Which is <laughs> well, he enough. He's running. It's almost enough to get him in there. It is Paul enough. Ryan's he's, so terrible. He's running right now, and he's like acting like he's all progressive, and he's a working class guy. But the only thing he's been for so far is I'm not Paul Ryan. Like, people ask him for policy stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I think I think we need to move towards a single-payer healthcare system. But... He won't say that he supports that, and he won't say that he would put forth a bill to, you know, help. He doesn't talk about any policy, so you know, I, we don't have to talk about him all night. But I, I just, he's so clearly like a, an establishment mentoring candidate, guys. Like, if you don't see that, uh. I'm sorry, but he really is. Like, this is them literally testing out a guy, an establishment guy with, you know, a progressive costume on, basically. 
Like he he mm. they make him seem like these is I like this like construction like blue collar gritty guy that he, they plucked off of the uh you know at like a construction site but he was like a like a chair of somebody's like campaign a couple of years ago. He's not a total He's not know, a complete newbie. Yeah, yeah to all not. of this. Yeah. He's run a couple times for various things and yeah. Yeah, it, it it's it's real fishy. But um you know, I was um <laughs> So, uh, for the 2017 fiscal year that ends on September 30th, the Obama budget called for 582.7 billion. That's that's fucking, that is obscene. 582.7 billion dollars, uh, which included a base budget of 523 billion, and the quote overseas contingency operations OCO budget of 58.8 billion dollars. By the way, that's the money we're spending to keep fucking bases in like Germany and you know. Sweden and that like all these random ass fucking places where we don't need military bases because they're not going to attack us. And even if they, we don't need to be literally occupying every other country with a military base, but that, so we spend $60 billion a year on that. So for any idiot that says, oh, well, tuition free public colleges for everybody, how are you going to pay for that? Or single payer healthcare? How are you going to pay for that? Um, just the one ship that that Trump just commissioned could have fixed the water in Flint. Yeah, you know, for all true. of those people, one ship. It's so and insane, then but nobody even thinks about that when they, when they say, "Oh, well, it's just the military," and we've been, you know, told by both parties and the media that we're supposed to respect the military and give them whatever they ask for, and you know, <laughs> we couldn't possibly fathom a world where maybe some people within the military are also working for defense contractors and maybe stand to financially benefit if we just keep untold piles and piles of money on them but well and this is all the way they paint the issue and it's like a lot of other things if you suddenly say that you support some cuts in military you know suddenly it's like it's as though you're against our veterans and our armed forces and you know it's ridiculous but you know but these are also the same people that are totally fine with cutting veterans benefits and cutting va benefits and getting rid of things like you know uh, college tuition for uh, veterans and all the shit that they should be getting for fighting in these bullshit wars we send them to we support the troops. Like, we actually support the troops. Saying you support the troops and sending them to fight bullshit wars where they're going to get fucking killed and have their lives ruined, even if they don't get killed, uh, that's not supporting the troops. Supporting the troops is wanting them to be as safe as possible and wanting them to be as provided for as possible, in my opinion, at least. I mean, And used as sparingly as yeah, possible. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, they're, they're there for defense. That's what the... It's the Department of Defense. It's not the Department <laughs> of fucking offense. Like, <laughs> ugh, I, I, well, it used to be the Department of War. <laughs> that's a more appropriate nickname, or, or name, that's rather. That's what they for, used to call it. I know, I know. That's, they that, nicknamed it Defense. Well, it's the Orwellian thing. You know, war is peace. You yeah. know? <laughs> Freedom is oppression. Yeah. It, it's just... Yeah. Oh, God. Um, no, Anthony, freedom isn't free. <laughs> yeah, they're so they're such idiots. They put it right in that sl- in that in that catchphrase, but yeah, people still buy it. Um, I still see idiots with bumper stickers that say freedom isn't free. So, or people who buy the crutch support our troops ribbon magnets that they put on their cars, and no money goes to the troops for. Yeah, yeah, right. those you know those that are probably made in China. This, this, yeah. this country, man. We're in the wrong business. I'm sure other countries are bad like this, but I can't imagine they're as bad as this. Like, I can't imagine any country is as bad as we are when it comes to hypocrisy with just so many things. I mean... I feel like China's right with us, you know? Like, they're doing some very similar stuff. You know, they're the only ones who will take American meat, by the way. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I saw you posted that today. There's some story about how they they accept our meat for processing and then send it back to us. That's 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 not <laughs> yeah. suspicious at all. I'm sure that's everything's on the up and up there. Definitely uh, can't trust meat from China. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the meat from America is fine. You know what? Which oh, the same yeah. meat. It's just oh, the meat ooh. here is horrible. I really you don't know bad. how many. Because I work with international, a lot of international people, and you don't know how many complain about the meat when they get here. Really? They're like, your meat is disgusting. This is horrible. There's no flavor. They say the same thing about our fruits and vegetables. There's no flavor. That's what they keep saying. Well, you know, Monsanto fucking grows all of the fucking fruits and vegetables in this country, so as cheaply as possible. Um, and if they don't, then they have your their roundup on all our garden stuff anyway. Yeah, we're we're all slow, oh, we're all slowly being killed by by everybody. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's all good. Because um, the planet might not be here in seventy years or so, so it's fine. Maybe we don't need to worry about politics. Well, it'll be here. It just might not be. <laughs> well, no, 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 Anthony. The habitable. planet will still be here. The planet will endure. People might it's not been be here. A lot of hell. It's just we won't be here. <laughs> the planet doesn't need us. Doesn't fucking need us. In fact, it's probably better off without us. Do you know that George Carlin? Uh, my my grandpa actually sent it to me the other day. That stand up bit where he's like, "The planet's love fine. The people are fucked." Like, yeah. you know? I love that man. He's he's the late and great Carlin, as I always say. He's amazing. Yep. So fucking ahead of his time. Yeah, I know. But he was a bit of a nihilist. A little bit. He of was, but you know, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't he... vote. <laughs> um. So uh, there have been indications that the House would insist on more spending than the White House did. Uh, the final vote by party is, or maybe it should be, surprising. A huge number of Democrats voted for the measure. There are currently Pop off Joe Manchin. There's no way he didn't. I didn't even. <laughs> well, no, look this, it is, up. this is just the House budget, um, but it's it's the people you'd expect. I have a, I have a yeah. short sampling that I'll I'll tell you in a minute. Um, there are. Currently, 240 Republicans and 194 Democrats in the body with one vacancy. Uh, oh, yeah, there's that special election, I think, in uh, Nevada or somewhere out in, in, out west coming up. Um, out of the Republicans, 227. Oh, wow. Some Republicans actually voted against this bill. 227 voted in favor <clears throat> and eight voted against this bill, uh, making 230. Rand Paul. And, well, yeah, probably, actually. Oh, and, uh, no, it was the House bill, so I don't know. Um, but oh, that's right. Why do I keep thinking of the senators? I don't know what my problem is But he's is actually, right now. He's, he's typically pretty good on, on defense and reducing yeah. the military. That's the one thing he's really good on. Um, so he might have voted like against this. on other issues, well, but yeah. yeah. He's a fucking nut I, job. You know, he made so many mistakes in the primary because he could have stood out and said he was trying to more and more to, st like, to sound like the rest of them, which yeah. made no sense to me. He's made bought, no he's sense just bought like, by different companies, you know. It's just when yeah. it, when when it comes election time, your your principles tend to go out the window. Um, and I don't trust anybody who likes Iron Rand. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Please, <laughs> I'm he's, pretty sure he's named after her. <laughs> he probably, no, dude, that's he not a joke. No, I know. You know, you say that, and I know he's like a total devotee, but that well, actually. Ron Paul was a fan, so. Yeah. So on your recommended right. reading for this week, then I'm I'm gonna say uh, Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> uh, no way. On your recommended reading book. for this week, I suggest you buy a copy of Atlas Shrugged and um, let your dog shit on it and then burn it in in like a bonfire, maybe. Oh, my younger self loved that book. <laughs> I can't oh, even make a joke about it. Horrible. That it's, book is it's, so it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you know, I'm sorry if anyone still likes it, but you 
you'll, you'll grow out of that phase. Trust me. If you're listening and you're on the younger you're side. You're not listening to this podcast if they like Ayn Rand. That's not like, no way. Well, some, I, there's some young, I, I think it's liber, being libertarian is like real hip when you're in like middle school and you're like, oh yeah, fuck the government. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh my God, she's a fucking maniac. And you know. Well, and get this. The... Alan Greenspan was part of her collective. Of course, he's the fucking oh, group that she worst. used to hang out with. How about that? How about that? Yeah, she goes even further. I mean, you know, all charity is evil. I mean, there, there, yep. there's stuff that's even beyond what her books have said. That if you listen to her personally, it's she's, it's she's far a more human being. Yeah, <laughs> who took social <laughs> security at the end of her life, by the way. But you know, whatever. Of course she did. <laughs> I'm sure she but leaves she that part out. Admit that um, you know, she wouldn't admit that cigarette smoking was bad. So she used to smoke a ton of cigarettes, right? And she, she thought it was propaganda that people said it was bad. And then Fake she got news. cancer. She got lung cancer, had to quit smoking because it was it was killing her. And she wouldn't admit cancer, that she Adrian. was wrong. It was, fake can- it was fake cancer. But how about that? She wouldn't even admit to people that she was wrong about the issue. Yeah, She's no. still That's a liberal conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the cigarettes. Cr- I bet you people said that shit at the time, the same way they talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. Well I, well, I know the cigarette industry did, but I bet you fucking Republicans did at the time, too. The same way they talk about climate change. They were probably like, oh, it's some bullshit liberal doctor conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, That's funny. Well, they're saying, like, fat is now, like, fatty foods are now saying that big sugar is the reason why, you know, everybody stopped eating fat because sugar had it, like, everything blamed on fat. Apparently, like that might be true. That actually might be true. Actually, yeah, I read some some things on that. That that's true. That they yeah uh, switch the narrative because that the the real enemy is sugar. I don't know. I think it's all bad. <laughs> well, I think sugary drinks are definitely adding to the obesity problem, which is getting so out of hand, even in New York City. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in New York my whole life. After thirty some odd years, I I'm, I just see how fat everybody's gotten in the subway, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> Come to you know Wisconsin, well, you know, you guys got nothing yeah. on us. No, no, I, I mean I do business in the Midwest. I went to Omaha, I went to Idaho Falls, which has got to be one of the fattest places in the country. I've gained twenty pounds just being here. Yeah, Adrian. Luckily, uh, Governor Cuomo's on top of update, updating the infrastructure <laughs> for the MTA, so things are fine. Don't oh. worry about it. They're they're, they're making the sure the trains thing. are. Oh. Yeah, it's been horrible. The subway. Spe- oh, late to work, pe- an hour, two hours late to work. Yeah. Speaking of people that the uh, establishment's going to float out of the 2020 opponent of Trump, uh, don't vote for. Take it from two New Yorkers and another person who follows <laughs> politics. Don't fucking vote for Andrew Cuomo. He's fucking garbage. He is such. You think they're gonna try him? He's he's hot lava. He's tr- he's people hate him. He's building a, a presidential campaign. He's building a team. Oh, he's people taking people. He, he hired a bunch of people from Obama's campaign, but he's not going to make it far in the primary. They're delusional if they think he's going to make it through a primary because he is no, no. just so bad on everything. He's fucking horrible. He is fighting yeah. tooth and nail uh, marijuana legalization and and recreational in New York uh, because he gets a lot of money from the alcohol industry. They're one of his top campaign donors and medical marijuana. They suck. As if alcohol, like as if weed isn't going to make you stop drinking. It makes no sense. If, if they anyone, go hand yeah, if hand. anyone's listening to this who hasn't had weed, it's so much fucking better than the alcohol. Like it's it's so it, it's 
<laughs> Maybe not going to. So many people, Anthony. How many people like to have a joint and a beer together, though, or a joint and a glass of wine? Like it makes no sense. They're not enemies. Yeah. You can have them together. Yeah. This is no problem. <laughs> what exactly are you advocating here? You know how many people die from marijuana a year? Oh, yeah, that's right, zero. You know how many people yeah. die from alcohol a year? Uh, more than gun deaths, I believe. I think yeah. it's even higher yeah. than gun deaths, which is in the tens of thousands. So, yeah. Um, oh, and also, when medical marijuana came up in New York, he made it so fucking restrictive that people who need it in New York still can't get it. You know, most liberal state in the country other than California, you can't even get medical marijuana in New York. There's only th He made a law, you can only have three fucking dispensaries in the entire state. State that takes eight hours to drive end to end. If I drove, drove from Syracuse down to Long Island, it would take probably seven or eight hours. Like, they, they, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And the most, one of the most progressive states in the country that we don't need to have medical marijuana. And you have to have cancer or AIDS to get it. There's like and three things. what about things. people with MS? Like, there's so much there's so many things that you ev can't... evidence about MS, like, yeah. and marijuana. Or seizures. I knew somebody so many here in the state of New York who had a prescription. Um, I believe in the early 2000s, late 90s, it was legal to get medical. At one point, it was. I, I heard it was better because um, I dated someone when I was a kid, you know, like, just a childhood relationship, like, middle school. You, you were know. also a kid, Let's look for the record, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in middle school, that's what I meant by when I was in middle school. We were just kids. That was like a nothing relationship. But his mom had MS really bad and she got medical marijuana from it. And then they took it away from her eventually because, you know, it was working. So why would they want her to have yeah, that? That so many Republicans are getting behind, not just medical marijuana, but marijuana in general, you know, because of the opioid crisis hitting so many yeah. places and because of the tax benefits. So it's really funny to see, you know, people like Jeff Sessions and others holding on <laughs> for dear life to this as the tide in this country is turning all the way in the other you direction. You know, how, like, I don't even necessarily think he's bought off. He's just ignorant. Oh, he's a fucking maniac. He's an idiot. He's like when you hear him talk. I think, you know how people, like, show baby Einstein videos to the kids? I think his mom showed him, like, reefer madness in the crib. <laughs> I was going to say, exactly. Like, he was <laughs> watching Birth of a Nation. <laughs> yeah, it was a loop of reefer madness and Birth of a Nation. He was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and Mammy. Maybe oh. Mammy was in there also. <laughs> you know, it was just a loop of, like, blackface and fucking clan yeah. propaganda and weed propaganda. Well, you know, he used to think the KKK was cool until he found out they smoked weed. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's their real problem. <laughs> well, uh, back to the defense budget because we, we can't wait in the weeds. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so frustrating how much money we spend. I'm giving them like a thousand bucks a month. Ugh. I'm not even joking. I Because I, it's over 50% of your taxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm giving the defense industry over a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, in taxes. It's fucking disgusting. It's um, insane. I'm giving them significantly less, but it's significantly significant. The taxes here are insane. Like, they're, yeah, the they taxes are. They are. are nuts. Like, I'm looking at houses right now. The taxes are insane here. Yeah. <clears throat> and what um, do you get? And what the hell do you get other than decent schools? I have to say, the schools are pretty good. Yeah, but we don't have, you know, pre-K or public colleges. and You you don't, you don't get nearly enough for what we pay. We for have pre-K. We don't have, we don't have tuition free PK though. Yeah, we do. Do we? In New York? Yeah, on Long Island you do. Oh, okay, well, that, that might just be Long Island. I don't think we have it in Westchester. Oh. Um. 
Well, we're probably paying higher taxes, I bet. Maybe. On Long yeah. Island. The taxes are unbelievable on Long Island. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, like, $10,000 a year, up to $15,000 a year in taxes, property well, taxes. Well, you know, Adrian, nothing's free, and when all your liberal policies get enacted, you're <laughs> And how ironic well, is this? 100% taxes. <laughs> you know, how ironic is this? My uncle, who lives on Long Island, who pays a ton of, you know, like, 10 grand in taxes a year for property taxes, he's an ex-cop, and he complains about the teacher's costing too much he's like it's the teachers that's why our taxes are so it's, high i'm like you know you know it was the property oh taxes that paid your salary sir <laughs> you know you know it, that great just, pension that you have right now it's so it's sad the other guy it's so sad how people have bought into like just some like like yeah let's let's attack the fucking least paid hardest working people in the fucking country the fucking teachers and like the oh. nurses people act like they're like the, they like they're the problem you know it's like <laughs> I mean, you could tell. I could see what my teachers were wearing in middle school and high school and what cars they were driving. They weren't making any no, money. I drive a nicer car than probably most of my teachers did in middle school <laughs> and high school. Car I can't afford, but that's all. You know, <laughs> none of us can afford any of the shit we have. It's it's, it's fine. We're all we're all, yeah. all we're all broke on paper. So whatever. Um, oh, I know. It's it's nuts. I mean, and they were they were. So a study came out recently. You know, guess what? It's not avocado toast. Why millennials can't afford uh, <laughs> property? Surprise, surprise! It's student loans. I can't believe it's the people... fact that we're all in debt. I can't believe. Well, it's people... a millionaire from Australia who said it. Yeah. By the way, I can't believe people literally get paid to write that fucking garbage and act like it's <laughs> like somehow millennials have anything to do with why the economy is failing and not you know. Seriously, the the millennial hit pieces. I mean, I remember it from Gen X. I remember them shitting all over us all the time. And yeah, you guys are I, yeah, I feel like I have to constantly defend the millennials because the same shit is happening to them. It's like, no, it's really just grumpy old people <laughs> that are constantly Who've blaming. created a system you know. of finance that the totally baby boomers are such jerks. They had they had to pick some, pick on the global. Xers. They had to pick on the millennials. They had to do it. You know, it's the same people who picked on the Xers picking on the millennials. Yep. It's these baby boomer jerks. Even Carlin are. had a great bit about how terrible the baby boomers are. <laughs> and he was one, he, yeah. No, you know he was he was the generation above them. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was real old. Um, yeah, that's why he's gone. But uh, he was talking about how, like, he predicted the millennials would be like, you know, self-interested because of the baby boomers. He's like, oh, the way they treat their kids. He's like, they're raising them to be like super into themselves. And I mean, come on, a lot of millennials are that way. I hate to admit it, but a lot they of them, are. like yeah. the, the full albums on Facebook of just their face from different angles, I find shocking. <laughs> But but their parents' generation were fucking monsters because they were raised on Reaganomics and fucking yeah. you know family ties and this nonsense that you should only look, look out I'm for yourself Xer. and fuck everybody and else. If I were raised in this time, I'd be doing the exact same thing. That just yeah. has to do with the technology of the time. I mean, we have to just recognize that you know all the embarrassing shit that they do on camera, I would have done on camera too if, <laughs> if I'd have the technology. No, oh, there are some of us who aren't doing it, Legata. There's some of us who think it's insane. I, I mean, just got over Republican already. <laughs> when I tried online dating, like I would tell my friends who tried online dating, my male friends, I'm like, if you see a girl who's taking like albums of just her face, she probably has low self-esteem. Because <laughs> she's seriously sitting there looking for validation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, I, I need it constant. I need the constant likes. For my look, it's like horrible. So, um, <laughs> after my rant, <laughs> real guys, I just want to get back to the, the budget. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
so uh so out of the 240 240 republicans uh 207 uh, 227 voted in favor eight voted against uh with 10 missing in action apparently uh of the 194 democrats um 117 voted for the bill and 73 voted against with four not voting in other words uh of the party that supposedly opposes rampant military spending in the trump administration 60 percent of democrats voted for an increase in defense spending larger than trump's proposed increase uh these are things that the country cannot afford uh i'm sorry there are things that the country cannot afford one is a defense budget that embraces 18.7 percent year over year growth jesus christ particularly when pressure on safety net spending increases with a growing population increased income inequality while tax receipts are up between uh 2016 and 2017 by only 5.9 percent seems crazy that the gop which fancies itself a champion of fiscal responsibility agrees to this and that the party in opposition which has a glamorous self-image as some sort of resistance group marches in step um yeah and i just want to read a couple of the uh people that voted for it and a couple of people that voted against it uh, on the Democratic side. Let me side. guess, Barbara, Barbara Lee was against it. Yeah, of course. Okay, um, thank goodness. <laughs> no, Barbara Lee's fucking great. Uh, I wish she, she is was... pretty good. She's a big time, like, I'm not Trumper, though, too, I have to say. She is, but she's real good on defense, at least. I, I, yes, know, she, she is. She's great. She's got, like, the best voting record. She beats Bernie on that voting she record, does, I have actually. to say. She, she's yeah. been a champion awesome. of getting rid of the AUMF, which is the uh, Authorization for Use of Military Force. Which has allowed us to basically declare war without actually going to Congress for approval, which is why we're bombing seven fucking countries right now. Horrible. Uh, so, and she actually got bipartisan support to put that uh, amendment into this bill, but Paul Ryan fucking took it out in the dead of night, even though it had bipartisan support, because he's a great he's fucking a guy. EOS. Yeah. Um, he, is, he is almost the reason to support Iron's Dash, though, because, God, he's horrible. I think he's there's another so progressive horrible. in that race, though. Uh, Kathy Myers or something like that? Oh, yeah? I yeah, there that. is. She probably is not going to win, because Iron's Dash seems to have all the money behind him, but, you know, we can... We can well, talk. there'll be a primary, no? There will be, um, but yeah. I, I think yeah. he's got a lot of momentum, and he has a lot of progressives fooled, unfortunately, so I do think it's going to be tough to overcome that. He already yeah. somehow got got another guy that actually I think would have been uh, a stronger candidate. Uh, David Yankovic got him yeah, out too. So yeah. Well, you know that <laughs> coupled with that there. story we heard last week about how Tom Perez paid off uh, Jamie Harrison, one of his uh, one of the people who ran for DNC chair oh. who dropped out, gave him fifty thousand dollars right after he dropped out. Just I, I'm sure they were unrelated though, but you know. Uh, wow. Um, he was wearing the Team Tom button. <laughs> I remember that in the picture when they when they oh, announced the winner. Yeah, he was wearing his Team Tom button. I, he he got paid fifty grand to wear that damn button. Well, you know, you, it would take me. It would take at least fifty grand to get me to wear a fucking Team Tom button. So I, <laughs> I understand it from Jamie Harris. Ain't nothing. Ain't a dollar worth that. Not a dollar <laughs> worth that. Have his name on you. His name lead with our values. When you know, like his name's a, hope on the ballot. <laughs> You're gonna put hope on the ballot, Anthony, for 50 Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, it, it, his name is also a beacon for uh, bird shit, apparently. Just every time he goes out in public, oh which is oh, my favorite God. thing in the world. I would shit on him too. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I just want to read you guys a list of some of the uh, 
the leaders of the resistance who are really uh, resisting Trump by voting huh. to increase defense spending even higher than. Oh, like Nira Tandon? Yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah, right. She's a resist shirt on Bill oh, Maher. So you know. <laughs> she's such a slimy. Ugh, I can't stand her. Um, I just can't think of that word without thinking of her. <laughs> I know, no, well, because that's her Twitter uh, avatar. Also, is it is resist. Yeah. Resist facts, apparently, is, her, is what that means. Um, so uh, House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi really leading with her values by ah. <laughs> voting for Trump's – actually, I'm sorry, not even Trump's defense increase, a higher defense increase than what Trump supported. She's just trying to put hope on the ballot, you know, <laughs> by uh, <laughs> all the defense. Yeah. Um, Congressman Adam Schiff, who, you know, we were talking about uh, – a lot of people think he's uh, progressive because he puts out bills like this bill he just put out to over, you know, which is a congressional amendment to overturn Citizens United, which I support, of course. Um, but he knows it's not going to pass in the current climate. So it's a great PR move for him to put this bill out, uh, even because he knows it's not going to pass. Uh, I'm surprised nobody beat him to it, actually. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's a great move that somebody should have done, but he, he thought of it first. It's a, it's a rendon. <laughs> yeah, it's a total rendo. It's like, yeah, oh, well, you know, it's great. It, I totally support that in principle, even though I know it's not going to pass. If it actually was come up to pass, I might vote against it. Uh, nope, that nobody yeah. noticed. Um, and he's, of course, like I, I think you guys mentioned, he's another I'm not Trump guy. Like, like yeah, 80% of his tweets are about Trump. Nothing about yeah. health care or public college or, or income inequality. No, nobody... Nobody fucking talks about income inequality. None of these people no, talk about income no, inequality. No. You, the words wouldn't leave their mouth. The ones who voted against it, I've heard a lot of them talk about it, uh, income inequality. But um, so I've uh, heard Ro Khanna talk about it. Yeah, no, he's heard, great. Like yeah, Bernie he, Sanders, you yeah. know. I even heard Bar- Barbara Lee say it a couple times. Sure, yeah. Um, Not every time. <laughs> um, so yeah, Adam Schiff, uh, Little Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh, oh, voted, voted, what a surprise! For, I know. Is everybody surprised? I'm, I'm real very surprised, surprised I'm that you <laughs> to increase the defense budget. Uh, Anti Maxine, Maxine Waters. Oh. Um, who who literally said in you know right before she viciously assaulted uh, Michael Tracy, she told him, uh, <laughs> "My only focus right now is impeaching Trump." So. She's really on our... Oh, so we can get Pence as the yeah, president. Yeah. Good, good and job. And she's doing a great job of it, too, by the way, voting to increase the defense budget, which is exactly what huh. we wanted. So, yeah. Yeah, give, <laughs> him, give him more bombs. That give, seems give like a good idea. Give him more fucking weapons so he can, he can blow shit up so that the media can, you know, jerk off over his fucking bombing of Syria and their Air Force base. His Moab. Oh, God. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so disgusting. Ted Lieu, who's the ultimate I'm not Trump, he, he yeah. posted pictures of himself the other day wearing Trump Putin 2016 campaign shirts. So he's oh really, he's really working hard to make sure that uh, we pass some legislation to fix our broken uh, economic system. But because uh, yeah, these these people are just worthless. They're worthless. They're fucking worthless. And everyone knows they're worthless. So they're like, oh shit, I actually have to pretend like I'm doing something. Oh, this is easy. Nobody likes Trump, even the Republicans. So I can just be anti-Trump and that should get me through. Well, the thing is, is if you're an immigrant or you're a person of color, Trump is terrible because he's openly saying all these racist things. He's doing these deportations, you know, and that's why I kind of feel a little sympathy for Maxine Warren, Ted Lau. And, you know, if you're a person of color, like Adam Schiff's got nothing to fucking worry about, (laughs) but if you're a person of color, you see the, and and somebody, especially an immigrant, you see him hurting people from your own background. You you know know, what I mean? But but people like that have sold out 
people from their race and or oh, their yeah. long ago by voting sure. against improving their fucking chances at upward economic mobility by not supporting things like healthcare for all or public colleges tuition free or increasing the minimum wage even or, or so many things that would actually help those communities they just like to give them you know platitudes and, and, and they'll support them on on some issues like you know uh like lgbt rights and civil yeah. rights and things like that where nobody stands to make any money but if anyone stands to make any money they're you know nowhere to be seen so it's just yeah, so the usual suspects that you'd expect voted for it, uh, and many more Democrats voted with the Republicans to increase military spending even more than Donald Trump suggested. Uh, important people that voted no, uh, Ro Khanna, like we said, who's who's doing great. Yeah. Uh, Tulsi, of course, voted no. She's awesome on foreign policy. She's maybe the best person in Congress on foreign policy, I, I would say. It's one of the reasons why they won't put her forward. Oh, of support course. That's, that's one of the reasons yeah. why they endlessly smear her, because she's the only one telling the truth about what's happening in Syria. But it doesn't even matter, though. She's so popular in her hometown and her home state. She there. is. And I think on a national scale, when they actually, because a lot of people don't know about her. Um, yeah. But I think on a national stage in a debate, she'll she'll destroy them. I think she would destroy them. So I really do hope she, uh, if she, if you know, depending on if Bernie doesn't run in twenty twenty, I really hope she decides to throw her hat in the race because. Yeah, I hope she watches her back between now and then. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, right. Near I mean, she's got plenty of time. Chasing her with a knife, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop running, Tulsi. Um, Congress, uh, Congresswoman Pramila J- Jaipal. Uh, she's usually pretty yeah. good on stuff like that. Uh, Keith Ellison, who's you know we 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 question sometimes, but he's. He's good. good job. He's he's good. You know, he's he's progressive. He just I, I I think he's another guy who doesn't have a lot of courage of his conviction uh, convictions. But I deep down he's a progressive guy. Like you you listen to him talk. Like he did an interview the other day uh, with Jenk on TYT uh, right after Jenk's interview with uh, Joe <laughs> with, with West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Well, he's I'm sorry. Well, you know, Jenk interviewed uh, Keith Ellison. Jenks? Jenks, I think, interviewed <laughs> Joe Manchin. <laughs> but um, oh my goodness, God, he's such a fucking he's horrible. Uh, he's by the horrible. way, I, if you guys haven't seen that, go out of your way, find it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> you can watch it for free. I used to think take Joe a Man- shot every time he says <laughs> Jenks. <laughs> um, He'll be wasted. So I used to think Joe Manchin was like this malicious, evil corporate stooge. I just think he's like an idiot that the donors picked. He's like point. Trump. He's a buffoon. He's a buffoon that the donors picked because they know he'll do their bidding and he doesn't know any better. I don't, I think don't know he's... where my money comes from. I actually he believe him. Know. I think he's that He's like stupid. a brand new baby. He has no idea about anything in the world. It's all brand new. <laughs> I think he's that dumb. I think that's why they picked him, honestly. I, he I, And... Yeah, he doesn't know where his maybe he doesn't know who contributes. He knows which industries. He knows where his bread's buttered. He knows yeah. that he's going to be uh, investing in coal and things like. He's he's. He can easily look up if he goes to fundraisers. If he goes to fundraisers, well, wait, he but, knows. But, but you know it's what, not... Adrian? He's not on the internets yet, so he needs. He's... Oh, oh my god! <laughs> that's why. That's why only one percent of his donations come from individual donors instead of big money donors because he's not <laughs> on the internets. But if, if he goes on the internets, he'll fix that apparently. <laughs> um, God, These old fucks need to retire. Seriously, it's oh, not fair. They're, they're so bad. Um, so yeah, Keith Ellison voted voted against uh, raising the budget. Judy Chu 
Congressman Mark Takano, Jimmy Gomez, um, and a and a bunch of others. Uh, but you know, those are the those are the kind of names you'd know. Um, yeah, so <laughs> they're doing a real great job of uh, you know hashtag resisting because. 60% of the fucking Democrats in the House voted for a, a bigger defense. I, I, I just can't repeat it enough. A bigger defense increase than Donald Trump asked for in the defense budget. That's that's the job they're doing. It's, un- it's, it's, it's obscene. It's obscene. Well, I think Debbie Washington's adult is doing a really good job resisting. Yeah, no. And Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> doing a great job leading them because she led over 60% of them in support of, of resisting this. So, you know, for all the... Idiots. I, and every every podcast episode we've we've talked this to death about how if you still think there's not a problem with this party and that we're not still fighting Republicans within the party, I don't I don't know what to tell you because I, time after time we see example of on the record you know they can say whatever they want and they can be as you know resistance and they can be as progressive as they want when they're talking or when they're giving interviews but when it comes to their voting records that's what matters and that's what that's what you know they show their true colors and congress is just littered with terrible democrats who vote with the republicans and vote against yeah. the interests of the people yeah. the majority of the time i mean it's and isn't just, it interesting that if you look at our mainstream media they don't cover things like not. this right because god forbid that the public were educated about how these people are actually voting versus these little sound bites of them you know um, you know, going against Trump or whatever else. God forbid the people actually knew um, <laughs> they might vote for someone different. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And or more people, more average people probably run. Yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, Christ. I know. We always right. end on these like depressing <laughs> notes. <laughs> it's kind of, we're, we're in a depressing place right now as a country. It's, and, you know, you know, it's almost like people like Jeff Bezos, who's one of the fifth richest people in the world that owns as, like literally as much as a, like probably a billion people himself, <laughs> as much money. You know, it's almost as if he doesn't want to write any articles about income inequality or, you know, it's like, well, but, I don't but, you know. know. Luckily, Adrian, he, he, he's, he works for Amazon. He's the CEO of Amazon. So he wouldn't have any say over uh, any kind of uh, news or reporting because he, he works for one of the biggest companies in the world. So it would be a huge <laughs> conflict of interest if he say owned like a paper, maybe like, uh, like a big one, like oh, maybe the like the Washington, the world. maybe like the Washington post <laughs> I mean, or something like the that. Country. Yeah. Just hypothetically. Yeah. And it would be an even bigger conflict of interest if, you know, he maybe had a, a $600 million contract. I'm just throwing a number out there uh, to, <laughs> you know, build a cloud system maybe for like the CIA. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm totally spitballing and making this up, but you know, if he had a, a, a $600 million contract, which is $200 million more than the Washington post is even worth uh, to build a cloud system. So, you know, if that all happened, I'm sure that would be uh, real devastating for democracy and for truth and reporting. But luckily we live in a country that protects us and huh. that's not the case. So rest easy, Beauty. everybody. Anybody who gets that Alexa is totally like inviting this motherfucker into their house and the cop and the government. I mean, I know I sound super paranoid. No, with that, that's but absolutely no. true. I mean, the government has I tried mean, to get Alexa, and and so and we know of it. Well, at least one case where they said we're not going to give it to you, but who's to say the NSA can't get that anyway? They can, they can they, get it. They can fucking hack into anything. It's they... just like Facebook. We're stupid enough to make our own profiles of ourselves for the government with everybody that we associate with, what our opinions are. Yep. And now we're going to, we're going to let a listening device into our <laughs> house. It just sits there and listens all day. 
Let's yeah, just but, let it pay for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. We're going to pay, pay the government to listen to us. Uh, we're going to pay <laughs> the CIA, <laughs> technically, since we're giving money to Amazon. We're paying the Even CIA. Even we're paying one of the us. richest men in the entire world to listen to us. <laughs> you know? Oh, we have to start it making industrial music at home just to torture them. <laughs> Um, but you really? know, it's, it's scary. It's like, and, and I'll, this sounds paranoid too, but it's totally true. There's a million listening devices in all of our houses. Even if you don't have the Amazon yeah. Echo, our phones yeah. can be used to listen. Yeah. Uh, you know, Snowden showed us so many things that they can use. The NSA can use to listen to you, even if it's not, uh, you know, being used, even if it's not turned on our computers, yeah. obviously all have cameras and microphones that are yeah. always on, uh, if you have an Xbox. Yeah, those stories, that was where uh, Kellyanne Conway got her whole, you know, microwaves are spying on us thing. And I hate to say it, but that was one instance where well, she I bet you smart microwaves do spy on us, I mean, yeah. honestly. She wasn't entirely. Uh... That that other. The, the... No, I mean, if you have an iPhone, the government can definitely hear what you want, whatever they want, when they want. They're, they're listening like... to this right now and chuckling. They're like, yep, we totally do. You, you guys are totally fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that that Vault 7 leak from WikiLeaks, they, that, that detailed the new smart TVs that, that the government's yeah. using to spy on yeah. people, the FBI is using. I mean, it's just, the list goes on and on. I'm sure there's 10 oh, things yeah, in my room right now. For the, um, the Xbox, the, what is it, Connect? Oh, yeah. Or the thing where it can the, read that your, maps out your the body. Entire, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the head of the FBI, I'm trying to think if it was Comey, I think it was Comey and um, Snowden and a bunch of others have said that they keep tape over their webcams to make yeah. sure because they can even, without you knowing it, turn those on. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why I keep tape on mine, too. Believe I used me. to. I haven't, uh, you know, I've been a little lazy with it because I take it off for the podcast, but I really should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or at I'm, least just turn your camera around so it's not yeah. facing you. Well, I, I have a Mac, so it's right here. It's right on the actual <laughs> monitor, so I can't. I oh, um, they're watching you sleep, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> now, now that I'm looking at this this angle here, I gotta I gotta do something. About yeah, <laughs> no, I know that is really. They not make, good, they make Anthony. sliders. I actually, I've been meaning to get one. I just haven't gotten one. They make these little things you can put on here, and they kind of slide back and forth, uh, so you can. Oh, that's cool. nice. That's it's useful, so you don't have to get like sticky crap on your camera. Yeah. yeah, for those of us that are paranoid out there. <laughs> yeah, well, good reason to be paranoid. The uh, the I schizophrenics mean, actually got something right for once. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a wet dream for uh, you know uh, society. Uh, what do I want to say? Like an overreach of government, you know? Oh, of course, yeah, Just... for a total authoritarian. It's an authoritarian nightmare. Uh, but luckily, we made sure that uh, a total buffoon didn't win the presidency by giving a better alternative. Uh, so good thing he probably won't know how to use it. That's the only like saving grace about Trump is he won't even know how oh, to he access won't, But the fucking maniacs in his administration, to. the people that he, all the the hawks that he that he appointed, I'm sure, are going to use it They'll to like know find him. people. I, I don't want I don't want Jeff Sessions having access to everyone's fucking. Oh my God. Oh, Christ. Well. Probably throw us in jail for just for this conversation we had. Yeah, right. <laughs> Guys, well, well, did, did you remember during his confirmation hearing, someone left and they fucking arrested her and they and they they were trying to charge her. They prosecuted her. They yeah. prosecuted her. She, I think she. They eventually threw the case out, but they prosecuted her for laughing during Jeff Sessions' confirmation hearing. Yeah, wasn't it from somebody from Code Pink? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it wasn't. Like we were all laughing during that hearing. But literally, I mean, it's it's scary. They're prosecuting people for fucking dissenting, and and you know we're seeing it more and more. And he told yes. us he was going to do it on the campaign trail, and uh, you know all the horrible stuff he said he was going to do, he's doing. All the good stuff he said he yeah. was going to do, he's mostly walking back. 
you know, yeah, because surprisingly, I still see homeless people sleeping on the street, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Trump said that, you know, there wasn't going to be people sleeping on the street anymore if he's uh, elected. Definitely yeah. not veterans either, yeah. No, yeah, he, I mean, it, 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 it's his city, New York City, people sleeping <laughs> on the street. It's more. It's worse. Yeah. Well, uh, on that, that, you know. <laughs> that we need a cheery note. ending song for this podcast. <laughs> all right, we really should. Well, uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes if you're listening. Um, if we cheered you up, and even if we didn't cheer you up, because uh, we're not living in a very cheery time. But um, oh, Adrian, wasn't there something you wanted to mention about like housing before we? Oh yeah, yeah, the banks. So the we, we're in another housing bubble. The banks have gotten something going on here where basically a lot of people are foreclosing on their houses now i mean this is just what's going on in new york i'm, I'm looking for a house right now so i'm doing a lot of research mm -hmm. and it is just it's a nightmare out there first of all any house that goes on the market sells immediately because there's such a shortage that my husband and i will make an appointment to see a house on the weekend like monday or tuesday we'll make an appointment for the weekend mm -hmm. it will be in contract by the time the weekend comes that same that's thing that's happening in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah wow. I think it's happening everywhere. I've I've heard a lot about that. Um, and there, there, everybody, there's so many foreclosures going on. So that's why the interest rates are super low because the banks have no choice. Otherwise, people wouldn't sell their homes or buy. I'm mean, sorry, people wouldn't buy homes at all because nobody can afford them. And the same thing is going on with the cars. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it looks like we're we're headed towards another financial crisis here. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty it, bad. It, it's it's weird. I mean, uh, it's almost as if if you don't prosecute people for financial crimes, <laughs> they're still employed to commit them again. I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm I'm making connections that maybe don't exist, but it's it, it's weird how that you know. I I mean, that's just the way my brain works. I don't know. It's it's almost as if you punish crime as a deterrent or something like that. I mean, maybe, I mean, you know. I don't know where you're going with that. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking crazy. But um, yeah, yeah. But you know, no, it's good. It's good that we bailed the banks out. It really worked out well for us. Um, but, you know. Oh, we're so fucked. It's, uh, it's I mean, I don't understand how millennials are supposed to buy houses. We're not. Seriously, we're not, we're not supposed to. We're supposed to live with I our parents until we die. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I would eat every damn piece of avocado toast I could get my hands on right now because there ain't no way. Yeah, no, it's our fault because we, we, we buy too, we, our toast that we buy is too expensive. That's why the housing crisis is uh, bubbling up again, I think. I mean, it's unbelievable how expensive the houses are. I mean, it's just, it's really getting scary. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, how, how do people, how does somebody in the middle making the minimum wage buy a house? That's what I don't understand. You can't even they afford don't. rent if you make minimum wage. You can't afford no. rent. You can't afford two-bedroom uh, apartment anywhere in this country if you make minimum oh, no. wage. No, no way. Look, how like are, they, how they are actually, single mothers doing it, man? I, I really don't understand. You can't do it. Well, they're you know they're welfare queens apparently. They're they're living off the <laughs> or government. Maybe they're just living in horrible neighborhoods. Because I can afford something in a horrible neighborhood easily. Sure, yeah, I can afford dangerous. something where I'm going to be like stabbed, like at walking out of my apartment. That's you know, oh Christ. I, yeah, yeah, it's I it's bad. It's really bad out there. I mean, we're in a tax bracket where they're taxing us like we make money, but yet we can't afford a house. It's really interesting. Well, you know, I, I really think that people write that the, the, the elites who, you know, are the moneyed interests, 
make sure that the, I mean, obviously that's the whole idea of a flat tax, but even a moderately progressive tax, they write it so that it really hits you if you're middle class so that you say, oh my God, taxes, taxes are way high. too high. Let's yeah. lower taxes. And that gives them the fucking green light. They try to tax their taxation to our taxation so that when we feel it, they uh, can go ahead and say, look, taxes are too high. We want to help you out. Well, and it's not just the tax rate. It's it's the loopholes. It's the oh, all, the all the crazy stuff financial that shenanigans that they can have. Take advantage of. Oh yeah, yeah like I the mean, fact that they don't really pay taxes on bonds and stocks. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, there, there's so many little things that they do, all the little bullshit. Um, That's why you see these CEOs. Will, they'll just like make make one million dollars a year, but they'll get like ten million in, in options. You know, yeah. like in stocks and bonds and all that, and in, and um, shares and all that, because that doesn't really get taxed. Yeah. Compared with with salary. It's the right. new uh, under the table like way of paying somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just legalized. It's so disgusting. Paying. It's, it's, yeah, we live in a disgusting country. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah really, we really do. I'm so sick greatest of country on earth. Greatest country on earth. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yes, that does it for us this week. <laughs> Hope you're all sufficiently depressed, uh, but. <laughs> Oh, another well, not that not that this is any less depressing, but uh, R.I.P. to uh, to uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. That was a huge bummer this week. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, poor guy. Actually, you know what's interesting is there's a theory online now that he didn't commit suicide. I was reading uh, that there's a theory that uh, that he was actually strangled based on some stuff in the autopsy. Or that what that Courtney Love had him killed. Is that theory? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, we know that really happened. <laughs> like, like on the real though, like yeah. Probably <laughs> oh, there's no way that guy Kirk Cobain was so depressed he literally wrote a song called I Hate Myself and I Want to Die <laughs> and he did heroin you think he was happy you think I he felt know. good uh, yeah. I, I agree with you that he was definitely depressed but there is a lot of sketchy stuff like from I watched like a documentary from the private investigator that the private yeah. investigator who was hired to that guy's insane though He's a little, he's a little out there, but he has a lot of tapes that are real, like that. Courtney Love is like super fishy, like I don't yep. know, but she's yeah, like also a drug, drug addict. addict, so you know. Who yeah, knows? I know. It's like I don't know if that's still on Netflix. Was it Curtin Courtney? Was that the one? No, no, no. It, well, no, there was a newer. It's called uh, Soaked in Bleach, and there's like reenactments in it. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. good. But yeah, so many fucking great singers, like just that we just yeah. Chester Bennington, by the way, I, I fucking in like in middle school and high school, that shit was my jam. Like, fuck, Hybrid Theory. <laughs> hybrid Theory. I love that fucking record. And I, I like some of their later stuff, too. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say. Like, they're, you know. Um, uh, yeah, so that 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 really sucks, because he was a great vocalist from the 2000s. And between him and Chris Cornell and Scott Weiland, there's, like, nobody left from the 2000s and the 90s. Oh, no, I misspoke. It was Chris Cornell. It was Chris Cornell that they're saying didn't. uh... Oh, oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird with him because he, everyone said he was not at all like depressed and like he was, he was like really like, I don't know. That's just real weird. Yeah. There's some stuff about the the ligature marks on his uh, neck, not being even. And there was, uh, he had some ribs broken and his shirt was torn. It looked like he put up a fight. So I don't know. That's crazy. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I, yeah. Well, either R. way, R. <laughs> he's dead. Great, you know, great vocalist. So uh, that sucks. Hopefully no more of my, <laughs> none, none of my other favorite singers will kill themselves. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll see. 
Eddie Vedder is like the last one left from that that group. So I feel like he's got a good family. He occurred to me too, but I feel like he's got a good support system. He might he does, be okay. He I don't know. Yeah, he's and he's like a he's always had he's always been like an interesting guy too in his own right. Like he's a real uh, progressive dude, but he's and he's always been like really like deeply. He always deeply cared about issues. We he wasn't just like a typical, you know, what, what you would consider like a limousine liberal. Like he always was like really out there like protesting and playing concerts at like fringe cause not fringe causes but like causes that the mainstream like liberal like musicians would not go near so yeah he was living it a lot more yeah, yeah no yeah so i always have a lot of respect for him for that um yeah so um i said yeah so uh rate review subscribe on itunes and all that share it out uh our, our interview with Nina Turner is actually doing pretty good on the iTunes, uh, uh, you know, on our iTunes uh, play count. So share that out with people because that's, you know, it's a good intro to the podcast if they don't listen, uh, especially if they're progressive and they know who Nina Turner is. Uh, I got to talk to her for about 15 minutes or so last week. She was great. She really, uh, she's like no bullshit. She, she doesn't hold yeah. back. Yeah, I've heard her speak in person. She's awesome. She's yeah, a lot of people were sharing out some stuff from hers from the Mobilize 88 thing that's going on right now. So there's some video footage out on Twitter. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's an awesome progressive thing that's happening in Ohio. So yeah, um, you know, I'm sure uh, we'll have some other crazy shit to talk about next week because uh, life comes at you fast in 2017. Um, yeah but for now uh thank you for joining us and we hope you'll join us next week on the our voice podcast